Hi, and welcome to For This Child, I Have Prayed. This is a podcast where faithful women share their journey to motherhood and how it has been marked by the goodness of God. Whether you are struggling with infertility, wrestling with postpartum, or navigating adoption, my prayer is that you are encouraged and uplifted by their testimonies of just how faithful our Creator truly is. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited too. Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell them a little bit about you and your family? Sure. So I am Megan. I'm married to Greg and we live in South Georgia and have four children. We homeschool. So we stay very busy and um, our children range in age from 12 down to 16 months. So I've got the full spectrum. Um, But yes, we are very thankful to have these four and I'm excited to share a little bit about our journey. I'm excited to hear it. And I know they're such a blessing. So today I know you're going to be sharing uh, one story about motherhood of becoming a mother to Zeke. So do you want to go ahead and get started? Sure. So when I started praying about and thinking about what I wanted to share, I was like, I wonder if I have, you know, I have journals that I've kept over the years and I write down scripture and I write down my sometimes prayers to God, like I'll have a journal entry and then it'll be like months later. It'll be like, Hey God, it's me. So I haven't written in a long time. You know, We've been talking, but I haven't written. Um, so I went back and I found my journal from this time when I was looking, we were looking to start a family and, you know, praying and seeking God about our family. So that was really cool. So thank you for, <laughs> for this opportunity to really go back and reflect on what God was saying at that time, because I've told this story so many times, but, um, to go back and look at my words and just like, feel what I was feeling then, um, was really neat. So basically I started out when we, we were married a little bit later in life. And so we were pretty much ready to start having kids pretty quickly. So when we started, I went to the doctor and I had high blood sugar and that was an issue I dealt with my early adult life and we couldn't figure it out. We could not figure out. So the doctors immediately said, you know, it's going to be tough for you to get pregnant. Um, and if you do, you know, you may not be able to carry the baby. We need, we're going to need to do this, this, and this. And so I went into it already, like a little bit unsure and thinking, you know, what is this going to mean for us? So as I was looking back in my journals, I was just talking to God about that whole process and like, what should I eat? What should I take? What, you know, all of the things. But um, so we all say cut to um, got pregnant after a few months of, of trying, which was miraculous in, in and of itself because <laughs> my cycles were not regular. So um, and hopefully there won't be like too, too much TMI, but, <laughs> you know, when you're talking about Exactly. When you're tuning into a podcast that you know is going to talk about women and birth stories or journey to motherhood, you're going to get a little TMI. So that's okay. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so I, I get pregnant in May of 2009 
And I wrote in my journal, you know, I was writing, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm pregnant. We're so excited. And then the next journal entry was after we'd been to our first sonogram appointment. So we went really early because of my blood sugar issues. So we went in and we're in the room with the tech and they do the sonogram and the tech was like excited and she's looking at it. And then she's like, she says something about twins and we're like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, you think, okay, I, I have one baby. Now we're talking two, and we're just like processing that, you know, and she, that's all she said was just twins. And so we, the doctor comes in and she sits down and very matter of factly, no, you know, emotion in her voice. She just said, well, the one twin has, has, how does she word it? Has resorbed or absorbed. I don't know. They say like a vanishing twin kind of thing. And we're, it, it's likely that the other twin won't make it. And this is what she says to us. <laughs> and so then we go from elation to shock and my husband asked questions and I don't even remember what I did or said, you know, we get into the car afterwards and he's like, and she said she was going to draw blood and check my HCG levels. So we get into the car and I just remember him saying, the doctor's not God. We're going to pray. We're going to ask our friends to pray and we're finding a new doctor <laughs> and not that she wasn't, you know, a nice woman and that doctors don't mean well, but in that situation, he knew we needed to be somewhere else. <laughs> and aren't and, we um, thankful for faithful husbands, for faithful oh, partners that remind yes. us in those moments? Yeah. Yes. And that is a theme throughout my life. I mean, God has blessed me so much through Greg. Um, but so then we go home, we start praying, we wait to do the blood work or we wait to get the results from the blood work. She calls me and she says, I uh, got your results back. She said, in my 25 years of practice, I've never seen a baby survive with HCG levels at this number at this stage. So I'm thinking, you know, I mean, I can remember, you know, there's those moments in your life where you just remember every detail. And I remember I was in our little powder room and I was looking in the mirror when she called. And so I remember just looking at myself and like seeing my reaction of just utter despair. You know, I mean, I was just like, huh. I was again, shocked. So I called Greg, same thing, you know, we're going to, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to save this baby. So I had written in my journal that day, um, about it. And as I think back on how I felt, and then I look at what I wrote, I'm like, wow, like I really, it's, it's neat to see where I was with God then, because I feel, you feel like when you're walking with the Lord, you know, you mature and maybe I'm a little more mature in him now, which I mean, in certain ways, but like when I see what I wrote to him, that pure, just crying out to him and trusting him, uh, it was, it was a defining moment in my faith for sure. And so I remember, um, that right after that driving in the car, and I don't know if you remember the movie fireproof. Um, it was, no, that is Kirk. Yeah. Kirk Cameron was in it. He was a firefighter and he was like trying to win his wife back. Cause he, I don't know, he wasn't a believer and then he was, and he wasn't treating her well. So anyways, there was this song called, um, I'm waiting by John Waller. And that was like the theme song of the movie. And that song, I remember it coming on the radio as I was driving into our neighborhood 
And it's just like, I'm waiting on you, Lord. And it actually, the, the, the um, artist, he said it was based off of Psalm 40 verse one, which is, uh, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. And that's so highlighted that, in my Bible. I love that. I love that scripture. I love that. Yes. So, and I had Psalms written all through my journal. I'm like, and it's kind of cool. Cause it's like come full circle. I've started reading Psalms again this month. I just felt led to, and I'm like, well, that's, that's neat as we're revisiting all of this. But, um, so that just waiting, waiting on him. And I remember driving, just being like, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait on you because we had to wait two weeks. Um, we switched doctors, but they were like, let's wait two weeks. And then we can see if there's a heartbeat. So it was just, you know, a two week waiting period of just spending time with the Lord and trusting him and praying. And then we had that appointment with this new doctor who a friend had recommended. And he was, he was actually a Christian and the sweetest man. So we went in for that appointment, not knowing, not knowing, you know, this doctor saying most likely there's this baby's not going to survive. And so we went for that appointment and I had the ultrasound and he puts the little thing on my belly and we immediately hear a heartbeat and we were just like, Lord. I mean, it was a miracle. She had never seen this in her practice, this other doctor. And so we just praised him obviously and thanked him. And so I have written, you know, as me, me writing to him and again, and I highlighted, um, Psalm 71, three, Oh my God, be my rock of refuge to which I can always go. And, and that just, that began our, that began our parenting journey and our learning to surrender and wait and seek him. And, um, you know, I thought, okay, so after I have him, you know, it'll be easier. Like we won't have to worry. <laughs> and then, you know, you have him and there's new things to worry about. So that whole first baby was um, just, God just used it to teach us to rely on him and that, you know, we weren't in control of a lot of things. You know, there are things you can do out of wisdom, but there are a lot of things that you do have to surrender. Um, and I was going to mention his name. So his name is Ezekiel. And we chose that name because it means God is my strength and God is his strength. And I, you know, if you met him today, he, Zeke, we call him Zeke. <clears throat> he loves the Lord. He tells anyone he can about <laughs> Jesus. And so God has a, has a special purpose for this sweet young man. So yes, Zeke is definitely marked by God that that's evident just from conception. That's so yes. evident and clear. And when you said, you know, you thought once, okay, once I have the baby, it'll get easier. Someone told me, and I have a feeling they're right. You know, of us, Skipper and I trying to get pregnant, they say, oh, you're wor you worry when you're trying to get pregnant. Then you worry when you're pregnant and the worry does not stop. Then once you have the baby, you worry all the way up. And then you're like, okay, once they're an adult and move out of the house, I won't worry anymore. No, you'll keep worrying. So they always say, you know, take it as a blessing when you don't have to worry right now, because there will be come a time when it'll be nonstop 24 seven worry. So, so yeah. true. But yeah. if we continue to rely on him and lean into him, like that scripture says, he is our rock. 
um, then, yeah. you know, cast all of our cares onto him. So. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it, it, someone gave me Psalm four, eight and when Zeke was a baby and I memorized it, it's, I will lie down and sleep in peace because you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety because then when they're home and they're sleeping and you're supposed to be sleeping and you can't sleep because you're thinking, is he okay? Is he breathing? You know? And so I'm like, no, you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And I would, I would pray you alone, O Lord, make Zeke dwell, dwell in safety. Mm -hmm. And so that's beautiful. You know, people are listening. I encourage you to memorize that verse because it helped me so many nights, you know, just to remember yeah. that he's protecting him, protecting him. And now our three, our three girls, <laughs> he's the protector. Zeke's the protector over the three girls. That's so sweet. That's sweet. Well, Megan, thank you so much for sharing your story and your testimony of God's faithfulness and his safety and security. Um, and what a blessing it is that you wrote that journal. That inspires me to to keep a journal when we have a baby. That's really special that you can look back on that. I, yes, I encourage you to do that. And through this process, right, you know, as you're going through different steps and what God's teaching you, because I have one kind of, I had one for each girl. And now I have this for Zeke that I've pulled out, but I've, I have one for each girl of kind of leading up to their, their birth. So the, their pregnancies. And so I give, I'll give those to them when they're older and then they're able to read through and see, you know, what God did and how we cho chose their name. Like we pray and ask him, you know, as we're deciding on their names and um, each of them have a special story of what God did. So they get to see that too. So yeah, that's been a, a really neat blessing. Yeah. That's really special. Well, fantastic. I know you mentioned some scripture, but are there any other resources that you want to give to the listeners who may be on a similar journey to yours? Sure. Um, I was thinking about that. Uh, I mean, ultimately I think finding a mentor, you know, someone that you can connect with one-on-one -on -one is huge. I mean, I had for each, especially like for Zeke, um, we were living somewhere different and I had a lady that I um, met with regularly and she prayed with me. I just think number one, after obviously praying with your husband and spending time in scripture alone, having a mentor is huge just to, for that accountability and for someone maybe that's in a, a different season that's already been there, you know, is, is super helpful. Um, and then if it is something, if you're working on something physical, like I was, um, I worked with a nutritionist that was wonderful and he helped me, you know, to balance my blood sugar and to figure out what, you know, and you're like, what should I eat? What should I not eat? You know, you want to get all the nutrients to support your body. So that, um, that was helpful to me as well. But so I don't have any like big, big fancy resources, but I would say locally just to have someone, you know, you can ask at your church if you don't have someone specific, but, um, I think that's really helpful. And I personally try to do that now for people whenever, you know, someone's reaching out and wants, wants encouragement. I try to, to be that resource for people. So. Well, and I have received it personally from you. So I can attest to that. You have been so sweet oh. reaching out and, and sharing your story and scripture with me. So I appreciate that. And I know it's going to be a recurring theme in all these women's stories and journeys of community and the importance of that. Um, so I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. And people can reach out to me too, if they want me to pray, I'm happy to do that. 
yeah, Instagram. You, where's the best way? Yeah. Do you want to share your Instagram handle? Sure. It's at seek him first mom. So at seek him first mom. <laughs> and she goes great. She always posts these beautiful videos <laughs> of her talking about kids and God. And I love that. And you can follow her and see her doing Barbie UR workouts with her kids. The whole yes. <laughs> yes. My stories. So you can see that. It's so awesome. fun. I love <laughs> well, thanks again, Megan, for being on For This Child, I Have Prayed. And thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in. And I will see you next time.